What's Happening in Schenectady? This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5, also heard on 1410 and 96.9 in the Glens Falls area. I'm Bob Cudmore. Today's guest is Gary McCarthy, the mayor of Schenectady, who is serving his third four-year term as mayor. Uh, Schenectady, along with other upstate uh, cities, received some good news, I believe, from the state, a big uh, pile of money, if you will, to um, expand or work on the uh, downtown and other areas of Schenectady. Is that basically the point of this uh, the, uh, of this grant? It's, it's uh, something that uh, Governor Cuomo had set up when he first came into office were regional economic development councils so that it allows uh, the uniqueness of different regions within the state to uh, develop their own uh, assets. Uh, in with is, Within that, uh, there's 10 regions in the state. There's a sub-program called the DRI. That's the Downtown Revitalization Initiative. And uh, Schenectady was fortunate in the last round to uh, receive that $10 million. And that's, again, it's a competitive process where communities within each of the regions compete for it. It's going to actually put in a proposal, and uh, we were fortunate to, uh, again, come out on top, and we're going through the process now to identify projects and programs to allocate that money to. So, so for example, Proctor's Theater has come up with several uh, ideas, and also the Gillespie Group, which has done a lot of the development work in the casino area and other parts of Schenectady. Uh, correct. There's a, a number of uh, uh, individuals, entities, and groups that have submitted proposals for the, uh, again, $10 million. Uh, the proposals, uh, would they exceed our ability to fund all of them. So now it's to uh, go through and uh, sort those out, which are actually, and I'll break it down, there's what I'll call the concepts that are good ideas, and then there's good programs. So having an idea doesn't necessarily make it implementable. You have to have some of the fundamental stuff. You have to have site control. You have to have your financing lined up, and you have to have a, uh, a management team or organizational structure to be able to do the project. Some of those uh, don't have that in place. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't look at them for uh, other uh funding streams that are available either locally through or through the state's uh, CFA, the Consolidated Funding Application. So it's it's a, uh, a good thing. We're trying to balance out uh, a lot of great projects and, uh, uh, again, continue mm-hmm. the uh, exciting redevelopment that's happening in the city of Schenectady. Now, one of the proposals is for an entertainment complex over by the casino or and another is for something like even a is it would you call it a water park? Uh, correct. Those are concepts that uh, have been brought forward and are undergoing review now. Hmm. There are uh, you know sort of smaller ones which I thought were interesting. A gentleman I've known over the years or heard of his interest in history and so forth, Frank Wicks, Union College professor. He wants to build a statue of George Westinghouse. What do you think of that? Uh, again, I think it's uh, uh, a good idea. It continues 
some focus on public art. We had the group that came forward a number of years ago and put up a statue of uh, Edison and Steinmetz on Lower Erie Boulevard. Uh, uh, Mr. Wicks was uh, instrumental in putting uh, together the statue that's at the uh, Karen Johnson Public Library uh, of uh, Harriet Tubman and uh, Seward, uh, who served as uh, Secretary of State and was a Union College graduate. And so this is another proposal uh, for that. Uh, we also had uh, Assemblyman uh, uh, Phil Steck uh, has announced some money that will be used to put up a statue of uh, Dr. Gillette. She was a, a woman physician in Schenectady, and uh, she was, in fact, elected to the Assembly uh, the year before women could vote. So she contributed a lot here in terms of uh, the history and kind of the fabric of the community and these uh, uh, public art forms recognizing their contribution, mm -hmm. uh, I think, are good and uh, can add to some of the uh, exciting things that are happening in Schenectady. Well, I'll mention one other uh, now comes uh, Terry Phillips from the First Methodist Church, in uh, which is opposite the courthouse in uh, downtown Schenectady, uh, who says it would be good to illuminate their steeple, that it would be uh, you know a, a pleasing thing to look at, I guess. Yes, and I don't know about it, but been over some of the uh, uh, nights when uh, we have uh, used exterior lighting to really kind of transform the skyline of Schenectady. There's uh, lighting on the new train station that you can vary the color and some of the uh, highlights of it. We've done that on the clock tower on City Hall. Uh, and again, Assemblyman Phil Steck is uh, giving us some more money that allows to further uh, illuminate City Hall. There's other buildings that are putting LED lights on them. Uh, we've done some of the bridges, uh, working with proctors. There's some of the uh, uh, walls and exterior features on the parking area adjacent to our parking garage in the rear of proctors that we can light up now. And we've been doing it in somewhat of a coordinated fashion so that if there's a theme, uh, you know, it's 4th of July, it's red, white, and blue uh, for the American Red Cross. We've lit them up uh, with red. Mm -hmm. Uh, and work with different groups uh, to change the image of the community at night. And uh, so Terry's proposal, again, kind of continues that use of light to change the image of Schenectady. And uh, it's, uh, again, a uh, very interesting proposal. We're talking with Gary McCarthy. He's mayor of Schenectady. I note that you and, I believe, Mayor Kathy Sheehan from Albany and at least one other upstate Democratic mayor, you all have endorsed Mike Bloomberg for president. Why is that? Uh, I think uh, Mayor Bloomberg has uh, a good chance of being the president of the United States. We've got a lot of good candidates that are running. Uh, you know, President Trump tends to uh, create an environment of divisiveness, one that uh, doesn't bring the country together. And I think it really affects our global standing. It's not only internally, but uh, globally. Uh, 
Mayor Bloomberg, uh, in his term as mayor, focused on data-driven management. So it's collecting the numbers, it's managing outcomes, it's uh, uh, taking kind of the uh, soft side of management out so that you understand why you're doing something, what you're looking to do to make the outcomes better. Uh, And I also think that there's a desire in the country where there's looking for somebody's president who's not coming out of Washington. You know, uh, Mayor Bloomberg was actually in the race uh, over a year ago, and then he stepped out, I think, because there were so many candidates. You know, Governor Cuomo was considering running, uh, Mayor de Blasio, uh, Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles, a number of other uh, governors that were uh, – Seeking the presidency, those candidates, for one reason or another, didn't catch on. Uh, but in that interim, Mayor Bloomberg stepped out and had pledged to support whoever was the nominee of the Democratic Party. As we've gone through the process, again, uh, we still have not had a clear leader. Thought mm-hmm. Vice President Biden uh, would be the uh, clear front runner. Uh, his campaign has uh, stumbled a little bit. I don't know if he's going to recover or not. But I think that uh, Michael Bloomberg offers a clear alternative to President Trump. He's got the resources. He's got the thick skin. And he has a management style that produces real results and understands the global uh, influence that the United States should have and can have and that we've been losing under the current administration. Some of his critics say he's simply trying to buy the election. It's, you know, he's been very fortunate in life. He started out with basically nothing. He's built a formidable empire that is based, again, on good management. uh, And he has done it in a manner that has been very profitable. He now, uh, you know, spends a lot of money through uh, his... uh, charitable organizations to help communities, uh, to help cities. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, again, uh, you know, President Trump has a lot of money. Some of it was more family mm. money. Uh, but, uh, again, Mike Bloomberg offers a clear alternative to the current president and I believe would be in the best interest of the country should he be given the opportunity to serve. Some of that foundation money went to Albany and Schenectady, did it not? Uh, it did. We were uh, part of a uh, Albany, Schenectady, and Troy did a uh, capital district project, Breathing Lights, where, again, it was public art, but we took uh, distressed buildings and using light to uh, show that there was value there. Uh, it was an interesting thing where, you know, the Bloomberg Foundation, other people will talk about it being a public art project. From my perspective, it was really an economic development project because it got people to look at some of these buildings that had been abandoned, that were vacant, that were grossly underutilized. And people saw that by breathing a little life into it, there was an opportunity mm-hmm. there. So that we've been able to work with individuals and developers to start to fix those up, sell some of the houses uh, again, and create real value in the neighborhoods. And it's uh, something that I think... Uh, uh, Mayor Bloomberg and his organization should be proud of. We were thankful to get that level of support. And uh, it just 
outline some of the things that he's capable of doing and, again, given the opportunity to be president, I'm sure would continue. Let me ask you about um, river flooding in the Schenectady area. Uh, the Mohawk River passes through it. Uh, what steps are being taken to lessen uh, the effects of flooding in Schenectady, particularly in the stockade section? Again, it's something that has happened for hundreds of years. Uh, we're studying it now. Uh, and there's two uh, types of flooding that happen in Schenectady where there are ones that are caused by ice jams in the Mohawk River. And then they're just high water events where there's a lot of rain in the watershed and it exceeds the capacity for the river channel to handle that. Uh, we're working with the state to uh, again look at options to minimize that. Uh, there's a couple studies going on. We've got some money we're focusing on the stockade area to build some resiliency into the buildings, uh, even looking at maybe moving some of the buildings out of the uh, floodplain to, uh, again, minimize that damage that will happen in future events. Uh, there's a number of things going on simultaneously. So we had some FEMA money before. Uh, again, uh, actually, Phil Steck had lined up some money to study not only that area affecting Schenectady, but the area along the Mohawk River going from uh, west of Schenectady to where it uh, enters the Hudson River. Uh and then the governor has proposed some money in this year's budget to continue that, looking at some uh, management techniques that might mitigate uh, ice formation. So, so we're going through all these scenarios, uh, trying to put in place a plan and some of the actual changes that will uh, uh, prevent people from having to go through the uh, disruptive event when you have flooding in your home or business. Let me ask you about a... a, a development or a problem that's gotten some uh, media attention and attention from uh, the taxpayers affected, certainly, and that has to do with sidewalk repair in Schenectady. Bills to homeowners have come in high uh, in a sidewalk repair project on Ardsley Road. How is the city uh, responding and how can this be handled in the future? Uh, Again, just going back historically, most of the sidewalks in the city of Schenectady were built under an assessment program, meaning the sidewalks were put in and you as the property owner were charged an assessment to cover the cost of those sidewalks. Uh, City Council has looked at reinstating that and uh, had done an initial project last year. And because it was the first time it's been done in a long time, uh, there were some modifications in the scope of the work. There were some additional trees that had to be removed, and the cost came in higher than anybody expected. And I'd also like to comment that we are seeing in our just general bidding for public works projects that the costs are coming in higher than what we anticipate, and it's because there's a lot of work going on in Schenectady in the capital region as a whole. So contractors only have limited resources, uh, and the overall numbers are going up. And so we saw that 
the council adjusted the actual numbers down so that the homeowners will be held harmless and will pay what the initial uh, estimates were. And we're looking at doing another street this year, again, debugging it. Hopefully we'd have a program to be able to go forward to, uh, again, allow property owners a mechanism by which the sidewalks could be replaced on their whole street. And there is uh, a, a general increase in value for the property owner. So when you do the sidewalks in front of your house, it's nice. But if you have everybody on the street doing it, there's a, a general increase in value and the overall attractiveness of the street increases. So that, uh, again, we're looking to continue that and uh, had a few uh, bumps in the road, but look forward to working those out and being able to go uh, forward. The Cotton Factory Hollow Bridge was closed in January for repairs. Has the bridge, a direct link between Hamilton Hill and Mount Pleasant, reopened? Uh, yes, it was only closed for a couple days. Right, we good. had some deterioration along what's called uh, an expansion joint. It's the uh, uh, bridges, other uh, basically every material will either expand or contract based on the temperature. So when it gets hot, things will expand a little bit. When it gets very cold, things contract a little bit. And so that you don't get cracking in the actual surface, you'll put in an expansion joint. And the initial joint as you went on that bridge, there was some deterioration of the concrete uh, around the edges. And as a result of that, we closed the bridge for a couple days and made uh, some repairs to it. That bridge had been uh, reviewed before, and we had lined up or have lined up money to actually replace the whole deck on the bridge. And so this uh, happened a little bit faster. We'd hoped we'd been able to do everything at once, but uh, uh, was closed for a few days. There was never any risk to pedestrians or vehicular traffic going over it. Uh, and again, the whole bridge surface will be rebuilt in uh, the coming months. You recently applauded Livingston Energy Group of Schenectady, which is partnering with the United Arab Emirates on a project to monitor electric vehicle charging stations. Can you expand on that? Again, it's a local company. Uh, we're you know, looking to what can we do to be more sustainable, have a greener environment. We've added some electric vehicles to the city fleet. We have a number of electric charging stations uh, in our downtown area and throughout the city, Upper Union Street, Central Park. And we're looking to, again, add more charging stations as more and more people uh, turn to electric vehicles as their primary source of transportation. Uh, in that partnership we have national grid and have uh, also uh, NYSERDA, which provides incentives so that we're basically going to be able to install the charging stations at no cost and we're working with livingston energy uh, to help better manage uh, the availability of that and just some of it is these are on-street parking spots so uh, today we have people pay to park there, but we give them free electricity. And so we're looking at that model. Do we continue to give free electricity? Uh, do we charge for the electricity? And if you're parking there, 
are there other incentives that we might be able to give to individuals who are coming downtown so that they may get a discount when they're going to one of the restaurants, if you're going to the movie theater, if you're going to uh, one of the events at Proctor's, uh, to be able to track that and make it a more pleasurable experience uh, in coming to downtown Schenectady. State Senator Jim Tedisco has arranged a million-dollar grant to buy Schenectady two new fire trucks. Why are the trucks needed? Uh, we have a program where we lease all our frontline apparatus. Schenectady runs about 17,000 calls a year, so the apparatus is uh, on the go every day. Senator Tedesco, it was some money that had been kicking around for about 10 years. It originated with Senator Farley for a public safety facility in Glenville that was never built. And so uh, he was able to move that money over to allow us to uh, uh, greatly subsidize mm-hmm. the acquisition of two pieces of apparatus for our reserve uh, equipment. So we have one truck and one engine. A truck is has the ladders on it, an engine, mm-hmm. a pumper, so it provides uh, water at a uh, fire scene. So that those, now we will, uh, again, they're put in service when we're doing maintenance or there's something uh, uh, we have to take one of the frontline mm-hmm. pieces of apparatus out of service. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. Also heard on 1410 and 96.9 in the North Country. Today's guest, Gary McCarthy, Mayor of Schenectady. You can listen to this program as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com.